Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are in your neighborhood, ready to help personalize your insurance. And you can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. Visit statefarm.com today to get a great rate without sacrificing great service. That's statefarm.com. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. America's Deadliest Lake. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Day weekend is the traditional end of summer on Lake Lanier. So far this year on that lake, 11 people have drowned or died in boating accidents. While it may not seem like a lot of numbers, that's the average, with hundreds of lives lost since the lake was formed in the 50s. Okay, 60 miles from Atlanta is Lake Lanier. It's the largest lake in Georgia. An estimated 11.8 million people visit each year. For recreational activities, swimming, fishing, whatever, boating. Normal, right? Well, it's also the deadliest lake, haunted and probably cursed. Is that interesting? <laughs> so it's a it's a greatest hits of yeah, bad it's, lake. It's a it's a holy trinity of terror with this okay. lake. And again, it is the largest lake in Georgia, huge vacation spot, which still exists along with it being having what we'll get into just travesty after tra- travesty. Lake Lanier is, a, is again, man-made. It's, it was built in 1957 by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, created to manage navigation and flood control from the, Chatt- from the Chattahoochee River and to supply water for residents of Atlanta. But the creation of the lake was fucked up from the very beginning. It took five years to fill the lake to the intended water level. And while that was happening, the government purchased the, all the land around it. It was about... 50,000 acres of farmland that displaced more than 250 families, 15 businesses, and relocated, wait for it, 20 cemeteries along with their corpses to accommodate the lake's parameter. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Also, 20 cemeteries? That's insane. That's like, I I know, you know, 50,000 acres is a lot, but it seems like a high density of cemeteries. I don't know. I'm not a cemetery pro or am i lake was filling buildings and roads were flooded and abandoned which creates this like water world type of a situation on the lake's bottom the bottom of the lake we'll put some pictures up instagram is super eerie it's like there are completely constructed towns with roads and walls and houses and even some grave sites that are just submerged in water and have been since the 60s it's it's nuts it's like this exists and like someone's like pontoon boning up uh, upstairs. It's got a know? little Atlantis down there. Yeah, exactly. So just a baby Atlantis where people die. No big deal. Not only that, an estimated 675 people have died in the lake and not all the bodies have been found. Did a little math, Jason. You're going to like this. <laughs> and that's almost one death per month per year since Lake Lanier was made in 1957. Uh, let's get on to the hauntings too, shall we? No, deaths first. Hauntings first, (laughs) deaths first. Let's start with the deaths. The law enforcement division of the Georgia Department of Natural Resources reported a total of 145 drownings and 57 boating fatalities at Lake Lanier from 1999 to 2018. 
for comparison, like Alatoona, which is northwest Georgia, hosts about 7 million people. And from 2015 to 2018, Alatoona accumulated a total of 16 lake-related deaths compared to Lake uh, Lanier's 43. So, okay, great. It's got that up on it, too. Richard Stever, a frequenter of the lake, said he's witnessed a very large number of accidents that seem incredibly strange. Quote, for some reason, this lake seems to claim a lot of people every year, regardless of the season. Fishermen have gotten hurt. Boats have been capsized. On July 19, 2012, 11-year-old Kyle Glover, who happened to be the son of R&B singer's Usher's ex-wife, Tamika Foster, I don't know if you remember this, was struck while riding an inner tube by a family acquaintance riding a jet ski and was rendered brain dead. Although doctors struggled to save his life, he died two weeks later on July 21st and was taken off of life support. A 15-year-old friend of the boys was also seriously injured in the same incident, but ultimately recovered, thankfully. But just to give you like a little bit of a death sampler with Lake Lanier, let's just go to last year, 2019. I'm going to tell you some of the deaths that happened in May, June, and July of 2019. On May 9th, 2019, two boaters went missing after a boat crash. The body of one boater, 59-year-old Branislav Pesek, was recovered, but the second body has not been found. On Memorial Day weekend, two deaths occurred on the lake less than 24 hours from each other. The body of 30-year-old Reginald Whitehead of Perry was located around 10.45 p.m. on May 25th at Shoal Creek Park, followed by 61-year-old Michael Thompson just after midnight near his boat dock in the 5400 block of Pine Forest Road. On June 30th, a 28-year-old man, Corey Brown, died after jumping in Lake Lanier to save a distressed friend. The man was said to have jumped into the water and never appeared again. Sonar devices and a plane were used in the search, but nobody was found. On July 11th, the father and son who'd been pulled out of the water alive died. Inexplicably, the son in the hospital on July 18th and the father the next day. The day after that, a woman riding a water scooter crashed into one of Lake Lanier's docks and died from her injuries. Again, that's just a sampling. Weird deaths close to shore, people being pulled in, even drivers who lost control of their vehicles go careening off the roads to crash into the water. There are various stories of boats hitting something in the water, only for it to turn out that there was absolutely nothing there. Boats or other watercraft capsizing for no apparent reason and sudden dangerous rogue waves that seem to come from nowhere without warning. Of course, I hit up the Lake Rainier Reddit for some personal stories. Um, This is from Midwest Product. There was another freak drowning last summer, 2014, that my friend is still troubled by. He and a guy were sitting on noodles in Gay Cove right off some guy's swim platform. So Gay Cove is also apparently like a gay social pickup spot. Just having a regular conversation. My friend decided to get out and the other guy decided he wanted to dive down for a second before getting out. He did. and just never resurfaced. It took dive crews six hours to find the guy, and he was just laying at the bottom, not tangled on anything. They said he likely got disoriented and swam in the wrong direction. My friend is still bothered by it. Nothing seemed wrong, and the next second, this guy just died. And to add to the mystery, the guy that drowned came out on another boat. The boat's owner was an older, wealthy man with a Facebook group where younger guys could join and get free rides on the lake. The guy who drowned got a ride on this on a boat via this group and left his wallet and ID in his car in the parking lot. And it was first his first time out on the lake, so no one knew who he was. He was just John Doe for a while, just sitting at the bottom of the lake, dead. Another person said, My mom was always against going to Lake Lanier because she thought it was cursed. I went once on a Girl Scout trip and a giant snake just started swimming towards me and chased me out of the lake. 
It's pretty intense. Not quite as intense as some of the haunting and cursed stories we're about to hear. People who've gotten in trouble in the lake and survive have talked of feeling like they've been pulled underwater or held under by unseen hands, of having the air suddenly seem to leave their lungs and cause exhaustion. In some cases, people who drowned fairly close to shore have had their bodies turn up in positions far from where they died. You reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg and it doesn't move. That's creepy, said Buck Buchanan, a local Lake Lanier diver. There have been occasional reports of a mysterious raft equipped with a lantern on a pole, ridden by a shadowy figure that uses the pole to push it along, which appears and disappears out of nowhere. In one account, two fishermen saw the ghostly raft out on the lake around 1 a.m. in the morning. The raft was around half a mile away, about 45 feet of water, yet the rider was pushing it along with a pole. At one point, the man on the raft shouted something to the two fishermen and proceeded to jump off the raft into the freezing water to swim towards them. This alarmed the two fishermen who pulled in their lines and were hurried trying to get out of there. Then the lantern on the raft abruptly went out. When the fishermen shone their boat's spotlight out across the water, there was no raft and no man. Then there's the case of Georgia man Kelly Nash, 25, who went missing from his home in Buford on January 5th, 2015. Early that morning at 4 a.m., he awoke with flu-like symptoms, like coughing and sneezing, and told his girlfriend that he felt terrible and should probably see a doctor. He left, and his girlfriend went back to bed. At 7.30 a.m., she awoke to find that Nash was gone and had not taken his wallet, car keys, or ID with him. When Nash still had not returned that evening, police were called in and discovered that a 9mm pistol was missing from Nash's house, but none of his other belongings were missing or out of place. A massive search ensued in involving authorities, family and friends, and a $50,000 reward. One month later, guess what? Nash's body, decomposed, was found in Lake Lanier by a fisherman. He was still wearing his pajama pants and dark shirt that he'd had on when he went missing. His body had no trauma to it except for a single gunshot wound to the head, and it's not been solved. Let's take a little break now. Today's episode is sponsored by Payoff.com. You've tried balance transfers and budgeting, but high interest rates and unrelenting bill cycles make it almost impossible to get out of credit card debt on your own. Instead of another new savings technique, you need a clear path out of debt, and that's what a payoff loan can do. A payoff loan is a personal loan backed by member-centric credit unions designed to help you pay off your credit cards. With rates as low as 5.99 APR and loan amounts up to $35,000 with no hidden fees and personal customer service support from payoff to help you reach your financial goals. Some of the benefits of a payoff loan may also include potential credit score boost, one monthly payment, and savings from lower interest rates. Go to payoff.com slash ghost town to learn more. Checking loan rates won't affect your credit score. Try something new. Pay off your credit card debt with payoff. NMLS ID number 1396805. Not all applicants may qualify. Loans only available within the United States. Loan is not available in all states. Payoff works with lending partners who originate the loans. Additional terms, conditions, and eligibility requirements may apply. More information is available. Go to payoff.com slash ghost town. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell Tech. 
We have a new mayor. New mayor time. Silent Sam. Ooh. Ooh Chris Witt, still in the house. Brandon Gaddis, still in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, Silent Sam. Ooh, mysterious. Very mysterious. Shadowy I like figure. I like that. We need, Ooh. like, kind of a... We need, yeah, a mayor that we don't know much about. Yeah, it's... Keeping us all on our toes. I don't know if you can hear. We uh, have an earlier curfew we just found out. We just got an mm-hmm. alert. So yes. we are doing this right under the wire yeah, barely under the wire through this uh, we're right under the wire but uh we hope you're you're safe yeah. and we hope your, your loved ones are safe and Absolutely. the friends and uh people you care about and uh you're 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 holding it together let, let me tell you another case around lake lanier 16 year old gainesville high school student hannah true love went missing from her apartment complex close to lake lanier on august 24th 2012 The following day, Hannah's body was found in a wooded area by the lake by another resident of the complex. The girl had been stabbed multiple times, but not fatally, and she had not drowned. Making the case even creepier was a series of tweets Hannah had made on Twitter shortly before her death that expressed general discontent with her life at the apartment complex and her fear of a stalker, with one chilling tweet allegedly stating, So scared right now. Hannah's father would later claim that his daughter had seemed normal and happy up until her death, Hannah Trulove's death remains unsolved. Probably the most notorious case of Lake Lanier is the case of Delia Parker Young. In April of 1958, Delia Parker Young worked at Riverside Military Academy. Her and her friend Susie Roberts headed off to Three Gables in Dawsonville, Georgia, in Susie's 1954 Ford for a night out. Just a couple of girls having some fun, but they never came home. A subsequent investigation into their disappearance discovered that they had visited a gas station that night and left without paying. The only clue left at the scene was a set of skid marks across the road suggesting the car had skidded off the Lake Lanier Bridge and into the lake below, but no vehicle was found. Divers who were brought in to search for the car were unable to locate it due to poor visibility in the murky water and the masses of sheared off tree trunks and litter on the lake's bottom. For 18 months, police were unable to find any clues or traces of the women or the car, But then a fisherman named C.A. Simpson found a decomposed body that had floated up from the lake. It wasn't positively identified at the time and was missing two toes from the left foot and both hands. It was never ascertained just why the body was missing its hands or toes or what seemed to cause the death. With no way of knowing if the corpse was that of Delia, it was eventually buried in an unmarked grave in Alta Vista Cemetery in Georgia. The body of Susie Roberts and the car remained a mystery. Fast forward to November of 1990, with the construction of an expansion of Lake Lanier Bridge. It was then the construction crew uncovered a rusty 1954 Ford and inside the remains of a human body. The car had been hidden with tree trunks, mud, other types of things, and it was in 90 feet of water down a steep slope. The body was decomposed to the point of being unidentifiable, but the belongings found in it, including a purse, rings, and watch, were able to conclusively prove that the body was that of long-missing Susie Roberts. In light of this discovery, it was concluded that the other body had indeed been Delia Parker Young, so the headstone of her grave was changed accordingly, and Susie Roberts was buried next to her. Although the deaths of Delia Parker Young and Susie Roberts were mostly forgotten, the case gave birth to one of the most persistent and frightening local legends of the lake— Since Delia Parker Young wore a blue dress on the day she went missing and was missing her hands when she was found, it is said that many people see a ghostly young woman dressed in a blue dress and missing her hands walking up and down the length of the Lanier Bridge. 
According to those who claim to have seen the ghost, which had since become known as the Lady of the Lake, Delia's restless spirit seems to be searching for her missing hands. Another, like, lady in blue. Yeah, lady, like, lady it's always lake, very chilling. Like, yeah. There's so many other insane freak accidents and deaths that make this lake so terrifying. Why do people go there to well, vacation? It's because people like you are talking about it and, and you know, promoting want, it. <laughs> I guess free, like, the Lake free. Lanier marketing team I mean, is it like, makes me want to go. This. Yeah. yeah. But we're, but are most people like us? No. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I I think I, I like I like this lake from afar. I don't know if I would want to take a jet ski on it. You know what I mean? And you you love jet skiing, so that's I, one thing to know about me. I love to jet ski. Count me in. Are you ready? ready? All right. Ready. Where are we headed? What time is that? Or you know what? Park down the road. Who's paying attention to this place in the middle of the night? I want to walk this out of the fucking car. I don't know if you saw the like their website. I'm pretty sure it's Bigfoot eating a pawpaw. The Serpent Mound in Ohio could be the Garden of Eden, and I think it kind of makes sense then that the forbidden fruit could be. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no. The pawpaw? Yeah. Oh my god. I think it's the only one that makes sense. We're new biblical scholars. <laughs> Someone's grilling out. You know, let's go hunt some demons. Wait, are those eyes? Oh shit! There's nobody here. It's just fascinating. If Bigfoot suddenly popped out, I would not right. be surprised. <laughs> Some kind of alien encounter. Yeah, you'd think that aliens would definitely be attracted to this. <laughs> Sally Hemings was Thomas Jefferson's but, you wife's know, if you're gonna half study sister. American history, American culture in particular, there is no better way than to start with a car. I, I mean, these are almost like uh, yeah, gravestones. It's a, it's, a, it's a car graveyard. Wow. And that's where the stories come from. You mean Stanley Meyer, the inventor of the water car, who died in in the parking lot of the Cracker Barrel in Grove City, Ohio. His last words, I was poisoned. If you died tonight, would you be in heaven or hell? And this is the Crybaby Bridge. You can tag along on our adventures wherever you enjoy podcasts. We'll take you with us to the most interesting places, chat with strange people, and explore the forgotten. Be weird. Stay curious. These are the Q-Files.